buttons have been pressed. I'm pretty sure it was the right button. There is a wrong button. I'm very much aware that there's a wrong button, but I put tape over it with a little marker that says no on the tape. So I'm fairly certain I'm not gonna hit that anymore. Again today, I did press it when I was writing on it, but never mind about that. Hello and welcome to Cause and Effect, episode seven. Uh, this is a homebrew Dungeons and Dragons campaign. My name is Crash, I'll be your DM for the evening. Tonight I'm joined by a bunch of awesome people, including Ellie, Milo, and Tom. So, what happened last time? We were hoping you'd tell us. It was a while ago. Um, I, I think I remember the fact that, um, first of all, I know I'm banned from walking dogs. Um, and then, uh, what we else was there? that on day one. Yeah, I know. Um, I may have missed a bit more adventuring, but, um... I became friends with our with our little uh, with A. You've had a bonding moment. Is that his yes. name? Yes. The, the yeah, bonding we, moment we now started share. with A trying to steal from you. Yeah, um, and I thought that was really cool of him. So we now have cool sunglasses that we wear together and lean against walls. And then we won um, talent night with stand-up comedy by having him be the straight man. Because A honestly didn't understand any of the jokes. It might be. And I got A his money, and then we're gonna, me and A are gonna have a great time, and I made my, my, my paladin, paladin vow to get A a job. There you go. Uh, It was also open mic night for everyone else. Not everyone performed, but that's okay. However, it is the following morning, and you finished your first quest, and you had your open mic night. You've leveled up. Do, do, do. And. What time do you normally wake up? I, I almost said wake up in the morning, but Chadrick is here. Stone is probably up early, probably by dawn. Okay. What level are we supposed to be? Uh, let me check. You should be level four. The only character let me just check that has game reason for not. What's that? What was that? But let's just say that Chadrick wakes up post noon. Okay. So, Stonebrook. Yes. When you are getting your breakfast, a tiefling that you've met before because of his interactions with Cavill sits down next to you. It's Mo. Hey, Mo. Hello. Forgive me for perhaps being a bit too familiar, but uh, Stonebrook, is it? It is. Ah, yes. You seemed, seem a little down. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think I'm the, the last of my kind, so it does tend what? to no. you. No, far from it. There are many like you. They're just not on this island. Where are they? Oh, most of them are on the other side of the planet. Well, I want to go there. Ah, well, as luck would have it, we do have at this wonderful establishment, and Mo waves grandiosely around him at the entire building, the ability to teleport you anywhere on the planet where you would care to go. You just have to have a quest in that area. A quest is to be reunited with my people? And he smiles brightly. I like you. I like you. I love the improvisation. Uh, no, unfortunately, it needs to be one of those quests that pays the bills. And as luck would have it, however, Mo points over at all of the quest things that are stuck to the wall at the bar. You'll notice that several of them request that somebody retrieves an item for yours truly. Who's truly? Uh, sorry, it, it's a it's an expression. Ah, okay. Humans. I pay adventurers to go collect things for me. 
Okay. Usually when I have someone who's willing to pay me a lot of money to give them that thing. Okay. And as luck would have it, a collection of otter folk on the other side of the world recently found a thing. And I have found a buyer for that thing. But most of the adventurers here are, you may have noticed, just a tad bit violent. Just kind of nuts. Yes. So I worry that if I sent most of the cohorts that are here off in that direction, they would make the decision to kill anything that moves, pick up the item, and come back. And I would have the item for reselling, but you don't get a lot of return business when you kill everyone. Let's put it that way. Okay. And when I send people who are more prone to negotiate, they tend to come back with a lot of darts in their faces. But you, my friend, you are an otter folk. I am. They might not see you as an outsider. You might be able to convince them to hand the item over. I might not want to come back. Well, that would be your prerogative. Then how do you get the item? Do you not have friends that you adventure with? I do. You could give it to one of them. It seems easy to me. And to me. And as luck would have it, the item isn't really of Otterfolk creation anyway. It's an old jar they found in some ruins. Hmm. It just so happens to be rather handy for keeping oysters in it. Uh, I like oysters. I'm sure you do. They do as well. But one can always get another jar. This particular jar has some qualities beyond what uh, your future furry companions have realized. It'd probably be best if they did not realize them. Can I make a perception to, uh, to sense subterfuge or kind of kind of see what they're getting at? This. <laughs> oh. Okay, with a five, you are picking up exactly what Mo is putting down yes, yes. in front of you with large labels saying, notice this. Yes. You are not picking up anything else that Mo might be juggling with one hand behind his back. I am paying no attention to the man behind the curtain. So. Okay. Well, I well, hope you are, because the man behind the curtain is currently playing Mo. <laughs> uh, so, maybe. sorry? Oh, no, he was going to say, well, maybe, uh, maybe Tex would want to go. I think Tex would be a welcome addition. Uh, I think there have been some difficulties for this particular group of otter folk. Doing a favor for them might better convince them to hand over this particular item, uh, perhaps as a reward to your friends. He just shakes his head like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And um, I'm, I'm sorry. Mo looks over and sees Chadrick kind of bouncing up and down over to the side with, with a hand raised. Like, can I help you? It's me. Hi. Hi. So, um, I heard that you're going to talk to a bunch more otter people, and there's an item that you want someone to hold. Hi. I can hold things. Okay. How good are you at holding things and not breaking them? I'm, like, super good at that. Like, gosh, do you know how many beers I can hold at once? (laughs) I've seen you hold very many beers. Unfortunately, most of them were imbibed, so they were held internally. But those bottles, did they break? I see your point. And as a bard, I appreciate someone who knows how to party. It's kind of my thing. Yes, I I noticed. I certainly noticed. Uh, so, 
If you do want to pick up that quest, just let member services know and they'll be able to send you on their way, on your way rather. But uh, one last bit of advice. If you happen to see a, what appears to be a very old woman, green skin, scary beyond all reason, who is interested in the jar, uh, don't give it to her. Bad things will happen. She does sound like a buzzkill. I can do that. Scary okay. woman, avoid. Well, if you know what a hag is, no. I don't throw the term around oh. lightly. That do I? No, no, that that's literally what she is. She's a hag. It's it's not being oh. an insult. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, like willing to give you whatever you want, but everything turns out very badly when you get it. That kind of hag. Stone's eyes closed. I know. I was playing okay. with the joke. <laughs> All right. Well, um, so. This is the part where you uh, go off to do your thing, do do the stuff. You should you should probably do that now. Okay. How do we get there? Mo looks at all of you, and I am rolling a check. Mo looks at all of you and realizes that you haven't picked up everything he's put down yet. <laughs> and he just sighs heavily. Can I do a check on him? Certainly. What kind of check do you want to do? I was either going to do perception or like something. Sure. Make your roll and tell me what you want to know. 19. What am I missing? Um, with 19, you notice he has a wedding ring on. Oh, ho, ho, you dog. I beg your pardon. I see. Who's the lucky person? Look at that. My wife. Tell me about her. And then Chadrick, like, does the full, like, both of his, his head on both of his hands, like. <gasps> with, with the fingers laced together, palms down. Yeah. Absolutely. With, with a silly smile on your face, uh, tilted slightly. Yeah, I know the expression. <laughs> Chadrick, my dear friend Chadrick, I don't mix my business and personal life. When I do, bad things happen. Do you want to know what happened last time I mixed my personal life with my business life? What? A god died. Yikes. Yes. It was a shame to facilitate it, but it needed to happen. Anyway, I get it, though. Go over to that little window over there where there's a slight line of people and tell them that you're doing the low-end quest for Mo. They'll know which one it is, and they'll send you on your way. Dress for wet weather. Oh, okay. And I guess I'd do it. I'm not very, I'm not much of a pushy dude. <laughs> okay. Um, so as you're heading over to the queue that was there, which... By the way, as you're walking over, the one person that was in line walks away. Apparently, their business is already done. So now you have no waiting whatsoever. Um, a small kobold scurries up to you wearing sunglasses. Hey, hey, uh, I found some nice walls that we can lean against today. Oh, little dude, yeah. Yeah, so, so we're going to do that all day, right? So, like, the thing is, is that I might help Mr. Otter Dude with this adventure to, like, find some family members, but, like, otherwise, I am all about wall hanging. Well, I hope to not hang on the walls again. Uh, that was really embarrassing when I got caught on the one brick. That was pretty bad, bro, but no, 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 no. I mean, like, hang out near the wall. Oh. oh so, whose family are you going to see? I don't know Otter Dudes. I don't know Otter Dudes either. Yeah, I don't know. He apparently hasn't met him either, so that means when the family reunion happens, it's going to be a freaking bomb party. Family reunions are the best, because then you find out all the stuff that great aunt Susan was hiding, and I'm excited. 
I understand that everything you said was words. <laughs> okay, okay, let me break it down for you, little dude. Okay, so thing is, is that Otter Dude over there is about to meet some more of his Otter relatives, and I want to go along. Because whenever family gets together for the first time in forever, they usually hold like a big dinner and like have a fun party to like celebrate seeing each other. Do you get that? Um, usually when we got together as a clan, we tried to plan to overthrow other clans. But like, did you have like good food while you did it? Um, we tended to eat porridge and whatever we could catch. Usually okay. bugs. That's fair, but like these are otter people, so they're gonna have like a ton of good fish, and I want to eat their fish when they have that family picnic. Okay. Do you want to come along for the fun food time adventure? Um. No pressure, little dude. Like no pressure. It just is just letting you know. Give me a persuasion check. Twenty-one. Okay. So with a twenty-one, saying no pressure, in A's little reptilian brain or draconic brain, depending on who you ask, translates into, if you don't come along with us, we are no longer friends. You we must hang out every day, or I will forget you. No! No, little dude, I meant it honestly! He didn't say that out Okay, I, I guess I can come along. Uh, we, the walls will be there tomorrow, probably. I mean, every now and then they do some renovations, and apparently there was a children's theater that exploded a while back but i'm pretty sure the walls i found won't explode oh that sounds gnarly that sounds like a great sort of party but okay, um, um so who are we we're going with the the otter that you know bathed in the blood of my clan mates right uh yeah we're gonna go with him but like okay, we're not gonna go with just walk through that door over there Okay, so there's him, and then um, there's also the big robot, but, like, not the scary uh, lady who yelled at you. Um, was it, like, a seven-foot-tall robot that can, like, charge yeah, the walls and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they also walk to the same door. Yeah, I think that they're going to get stuff so we can uh, prepare to leave. That That's the door that people leave through. Well, that sounds like a good leaving door to me. Okay, so with that, A and Chadrick catch up to everyone else who is already about to leave. Because Hello? while this conversation was happening, either Stonebrook, Tex, or both of them got in line to handle the logistics of, hey, we'd like to go on a mission. Yes, this mission. Yes, thank you for the paperwork. Yes, I'm sure I will press hard because it's in triplicate. Do you think there'd be reach a... the counter, so he, he, he relied on Ellie you... or Tex to, uh, <laughs> to do it. <laughs> Stonebrook has climbed up Tex before. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Tex has a configuration that has a ladder pop out of the side. That would be awesome. <laughs> it would be hilarious, and I'd be here for that content, but I don't know if that's going to be a thing. And I'm going to be, be honest. I'm just going to assume from now on that everyone's going to get my stuff for me, because that's the fun of being the least responsible person. Oh, by the way, for the record, I was looking up Otterfolk in preparation for this particular scenario, mm -hmm. and it's it's a third-party creation from Cobalt Press, but yeah. the Otterfolk stat that isn't a player character has a climb speed of 15. <laughs> so half your movement could have you standing on Texas head. <laughs> we go now? Well, you're all standing on a green circle, which means we have to argue for 20 minutes. But Time to end everything. Yeah. There, there is an audible pop that you immediately realize was your ears. 
because you're at a very different altitude, followed by a plop because you are all now, well, depending on your height, you are either ankle deep, waist deep, or underwater. Underwater's fine with me. I can swim. Yes. Um, Stonebrook and A are both underwater. A is the tiniest of alligators. <laughs> when A comes up to the surface, they spit out water in a comical, cartoony fashion with a little fountain, then realize that they are no longer wearing their sunglasses. Stone will... I grab the sunglasses. Stone will grab uh, A and pull them up so he doesn't know. Thanks. Um, it's really wet here. It is. Awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Look at this. He kind of looks around. Uh, you appear to be in what looks like a swamp. But give me a survival check. Ah, so I have some concerns <laughs> because because this is an audio format, I am going to share this information. Now, the seven foot tall robot got a six for survival. This is not too surprising. You're a seven foot tall robot in a swamp. This is not your ideal environment. The otter folk got a seven. I'm going to say you're thousands of years in the past on a foreign planet. You, there's a lot of analogs to things that you grew up with, but there's just enough differences that <laughs> you don't quite make connections. Like, oh, well, I recognize this tree. No, this tree doesn't grow in swamps. This, this can't be the same tree. Um, Chadrick, for some strange, impossible to comprehend reason, got a 17. <laughs> I would like to put this one up to the fact that I'm very used to waking up in random places. And so I'm just really good at going with the flow, my dudes. Also, I have an immunity to disease. Which helps with things that you've decided to eat for breakfast on many occasions, I'm sure. And I'm assuming swamp water. I'm sure I've drank swamp water before. Oh, almost certainly. Also, spoiler, swamp water does not work as a hangover cure, usually. It depends on the swamp. Unless you know what sort of moonshine you're going for. Well, because of the odd places that Chadrick has woken up in over the many, many years, Chadrick makes a connection of, okay, yes, we're definitely in a swamp. We're all standing in standing water. So clearly, this is a swamp. There's muck and mud underneath us. But these trees are not the kind of trees that one normally sees in a swamp. Therefore... This area became a swamp more recently. Is this the place that the Kenku were? Uh, no, you've gone to the other side of the planet. So the Kenku. Gotcha, gotcha. I was just remembering that, like the Kenku forest in the last campaign, in the few campaigns ago, got somehow swamped randomly. Oh yeah, certainly that was because of a kraken. Is this, this kraken water? It better not be. No. I, I would get upset that somebody edited my notes without my permission. No. I'd blame a rogue. Well, I guess I'm going to... I would blame Paige. I'm just going to start swimming and uh, see if I can get to... Is there anything that looks close to being like a road or a path or anything through that swamp? Um, give me... Oh, I hate to do this, but give me another survival check. This is still... That's Much 25. <laughs> Much better. <laughs> so, with the understanding that the area you're in wasn't always a swamp, that would imply... That perhaps if there was any trail or path or road through the woods, you wouldn't be able to tell it by looking down so much, but you might be able to tell it by looking up for right. gaps 
in the leaves because they would cut trees to either side and you know, stuff like that. So by doing that, you are in fact able to find where a road used to be. I'm going to head over there and wave for everybody to follow me. Okay. I'm good at following. Especially if there is a party at the end or if you've convinced yourself there will be a party at the end. I mainly said that because I knew that A would understand the idea of going somewhere just to get food. We'll go with that. Okay. Um, so what I'd like you to do is everyone roll really a dexterity <laughs> save for me. And dexterity I roll for A. Yes. 13. Holy crap, A got in that 20. <laughs> okay. Um, I did not save. I'm looking for... Oh, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> you got a three. <laughs> um, so here's what happens. Um, Chadrick, you find yourself hanging upside down in a net. Apparently, there's also several ropes that have shot out from trees to the side that have wrapped around your arms and legs and mouth and one of your eyes. Your head was angled slightly so the other eye can see. Um, Stonebrook, you are also in a net, but the ropes that wrapped around from the sides missed you entirely. So you're just sort of like in a net, but you can move around inside the net. Um, I recognize it as something that my people used to use. Well, the ropes look handmade, so it's quite possible, but it could have been made by somebody else instead, too. Um, now, Tex had the same trap spring on Tex, but Tex is a seven-foot-tall robot. So Tex is wearing an uncomfortable-looking net pair of pants. Tex has not moved from the spot. and Well, this is awkward. And A is looking up at the net that was supposed to catch A. But A is still in the water. How comes everyone else gets to be up high and dry and I don't? Can I take a look around and see if there's like a, like a, like another, like another rope that's, you know, that like if we cut that rope that we would drop or something like that? Ah, um, give me a perception check. Team. Yes, you do see such a rope. It is right next to that otter folk right there. Uh, the one with the addle addle. Say in otter folk to them, hello, I'm a friend me down uh, that otter folk is right next to another otter folk and that one is next to another one and uh that that's a lot of otter folk there's about 20 hey. we're friends what up? cut us down they look How's at each other hanging? yes ellie it's a lot of folk <laughs> one one of the otter folk tries to say something to you and you're fairly certain that it is a form of your native language. But imagine if you will, someone in the US trying to understand someone who grew up speaking old English. So I just gotta throw in a bunch of ye and uh, all that. Uh, there's a lot of ye, thee, thine, but also old English words that have not carried over <laughs> to English. Because people looked at that in the Middle Ages and said, nah. Boulder Dash. Yeah. No, we like this French word better. We're going to use that instead. Or whatever. Uh, There's been enough cultural mixing over the thousands of years that a bunch of words that gonna, they are familiar gonna, with, you are not. He's going to try to stick his head forward and just kind of like facial gestures like, I, I'm one of you. Give me a persuasion check. 20. They have a discussion. And you can pick up some of the words. Um, you hear the word outsider a lot. That one you pick up loud and clear. 
Um, that one's being used in the plural. Ah, yes, Ellie, that is wonderful. Ellie has written something in Old English in <laughs> Discord right now, and I, I see the word thither. That's the only word I recognize in that. Ah, yes, wonderful. That's not even a joke. It makes total sense when you look at the translation. Okay, so who are you? Where are you from? But I can't pronounce what you've written in Old English. Thither, Africa, Yahweh, Yes. Um, so after this short conversation, two of them nod to each other. One of them pulls out a dagger and cuts the rope that's holding up Stonebrook. And you fall back into the water with a splash, but you are once again free. He'll come up out of the water and approach them with like a non-threatening gesture, just like nodding like, thank you. They nod back, but it's a very curt nod. And they continue to ask you questions in old otter folk. Uh, is there a way I can make like a check or something to like a, like an arcana or something to try to see if I can try to translate it or history or something? Um, sure. Give me... Can I read their mind? History is a great check. Go ahead and make a history check. And Chadrick, I'm going to resolve that in just a little bit. 20. Okay. Um, so I'm not going to say that you feel comfortable enough to speak this particular language, but you're fairly certain you're getting the gist of what they're asking. So rough translation, understanding that the wrong thee or thine or whatever can ruin everything, is, okay, you're free now. Were these bad people hurting you? Should we stab them a lot? No. And I'm um, trying to gesture like they're friends. Wait, I'm a friend? Yes. Yes! You are very strange. Why do you speak common better than Otterfolk? Kind of hangs his head in shame. <laughs> I really want a mind link with this one otter. Just so I could be like, yo. Been away from my okay. people too long. Okay, um... I'm going to ask for a persuasion check from Chadrick for this mind link you're doing. 23. Okay, with a 23, they don't immediately throw darts at your face. <laughs> okay, so the thing is, we don't even have to share a language. They just need to, like, understand, like, language in general. It turns out they do speak common. They speak common in Otterfolk, but they speak old Otterfolk. But yeah, basically, I, I give them a quick rundown of, like, you know, like, yo, a lot of stuff's happened. He's from, like, the future, so he's, like, your descendant or something. And we just kind of wanted to, like, meet up and, like, have him meet his other otter folk. Because, you know, he's kind of missing his family and, like, reconnect and have a great day, you know? Okay, maybe I don't speak common as well as I thought I did. He doesn't have to understand my language at all. He just understands what I want. Oh, you're saying all this into his brain? Yeah. He just glares at you. Please. I'm sorry, this is my racial tree. Um, so I'll try again in common. I came looking for my people. You I just thought seeing them. images would be easier to understand than we're from the future. Like, I proved it. I sent you images. We've been sent many, many things over the years. There were the dragons. There was a lot of dragons. We didn't like that much. Then, a bunch of adventurers, and the tone when... This particular artifact says adventurers, it might as well be a profanity. Woke up the Tarask. Yikes. Yeah. So forgive us for not being interested in you bringing us things. What you bring is death. 
What you bring is the loss of our homes. Out of character question, do I remember what we're supposed to be looking for from these people? A jar. A jar, that's um, right. Mo that's didn't right. describe it, but okay. he just said it's a jar. It's not made by Otter Folk, but they're using okay. it to hold oysters. Gotcha. Okay. I'm sorry that their kind brought hard things to you. Um, was one of them possible jar? A what now? Kind of tries to make a symbol of like putting something in to like hold. We know what a jar is, but why? No, we we haven't done any trading with them. Some weird bird dude asked for it, man. I appreciate that there's no attempt at subterfuge happening right now. (laughs) Like usually it's like Ixnay on the the RJ and and all that kind of stuff. No, no, let's get to the point. (laughs) Yeah. So a, a guy who looks kind of like a demon sent us here to grab a jar and said, stay away from an old scary lady. <laughs> yeah, so, like, this this dude came up, and you know what? Like, I think we jumped on it just because we knew it was an excuse to figure out where you were, so that way Frendo here could get to meet y'all. But, like, that's what he wants. But, like, I don't care. I just am glad that we got to do the introductions. So you're By the way, you are still upside down and tied up in ropes. I was just about I to ask that. To <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the blood should be rushing in your head. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and the ropes that attempted to tie up Tex, if they were sentient, which they're not, the DM is not doing that, but if they were sentient, they would be getting participation trophies because that's the only thing they've done. You can, there, <laughs> you an, can see them. There's an otter folk at the back sort of pulling on the rope half-heartedly trying to get the... <laughs> The net to come up. There's another one looking through um, and the Otter Scout Book of Knots. I'm pretty sure it was right over left, left over right, or no, no, it was the rabbit goes out of the hole around the tree and back down. The- figure eight, figure eight. Uh, I'm gonna step out of these makeshift pants and then go over and try and and pull on the bottom of the net that Chadrick is trapped in. And see what well, the strength of the rope really is like. Stretches. Thanks, though. Okay, so you you do manage to let Chadrick slowly and gently descend. Actually, no. Give me a dexterity check. <laughs> to who? Tex. No, I don't. <laughs> no. I just grab and yank. That's a nat one. Okay. Ow. Um, so Chadrick is going to take... Five points of falling damage. It's all on your head. Nothing serious is damaged. <laughs> because you are still in a swamp. Fine. And with Man, when, that must make my hair smell so bad. For the briefest of moments, you're just there upended up to your neck in mud, but it's the wrong direction. You know, Stand, I hear it's good for your skin. Standing upright like an obelisk. Feet at the top. <laughs> And then you slide over to the side with a big splash, and A is there cutting the ropes to let you free. When you said we were going to hang out, there's more than one definition for that word. We need to be more specific next time. You know what? Why is the otter folk laughing? You're really good at that straight man comedy routine, even when you don't realize it. I guess it's good to be good at something. Was there another joke? Did one of them say it? Not yet. I'll keep listening. Okay, I'll let you know, little buddy. Right. Well, sorry? No, uh, he was going to say something, but they were, they were starting to speak, so he's going to wait. 
Yeah, there's a lot of otter folk who are standing awkwardly like, okay, so we're not doing this? We, we were going to do a thing, but we're not doing it now? Okay, all right. I, I, I was just... I sharpened my dagger and everything, but no, fine. You know how hard it is to keep the rust off of this? We live in a swamp. <laughs> um, But the one who seems to be taking charge and giving the orders, who introduces themselves as Engel, says, Okay, well, I guess we should probably just go back to camp. Thank you, and my name is Stonebrook. Wait, Stonebrook? Mm-hmm. So like a river of rocks? Mm-hmm. How do you swim in that? Very carefully. Ah, fun fact, there is a river of rocks in Pennsylvania. The glacier put it there. But that's a side story. I appreciate Discord very much, by the way. For, for a variety of things that have been shared. Even if they're painful to see. Okay, did so you're... Just, did you see Texas roll? X-Men in, Intimidation roll. <laughs> Makes Tex do a headstand to intimidate the other folk. The only thing better would be if Chad had been able to do a T-pose. To assert dominance, but unfortunately, Chadwick was tied up at the time. Okay, want to see if that was going to change things. So. Sadly, um, okay. well, it may have changed things, but th- these are the actions that you're getting. So you are led back to their camp, which is at this point a collection of lean-tos that are built so that um, they're not built up in the trees; they're built low to the ground, and there is a platform with leather stretched across it. That's just above the waterline. That's held up by wooden sticks that have been pushed deep into the mud. And then the lean-to is built on top of that to basically keep off whatever might be falling down out of the trees. And based on how it's built, possibly to try to hide its existence from a distance. And there's about 50 otter folk here. It depends on whether or not you're going to count um, the pups as more than one or... Well, more than one pup as a single unit because, well, if you have a collection of them, maybe 10 of them might be the mass of one full-grown otter folk. They are, by the way, incredibly adorable. As we all are. Yes. Well, babies are cute. That is a universal rule. It doesn't matter how hideous you are full-grown as a species, the baby is going to be adorable. With the exception, maybe, of warthogs. But never mind about that. When I was a young warthog. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, we have inspiration for the otter folk. There we have it, but thank you anyway. Then, like, water off an otter's back, you get nothing. Okay. That's not the first time I've used that line, and I will use it again, I am sure. <laughs> so, you are all provided food. Um, even techs, they don't know. They're not going to judge. Uh, the food is fresh-caught fish. You know they're fresh because they're still wiggling. Good. I was really hoping they were going to think uh, Tex as their god. No. No. While I understand that one could, what if and I, I certainly did, <laughs> draw a connection to the best of the Star Wars movies, Return of the Jedi, and that is an opinion, you're allowed to disagree, that is not where I was planning on going with this. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> I tried. No, we... Because then we, we'd have Chadrick at the end of the session doing this epic battle with someone dressed in all black and making a, well, making a my dad reference. And then the person says, no, Chadrick, I am your dad. And that that would be hilarious. (laughs) But we'll save that for the parody version. No, Stonebrook, I 
and your great, 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 great grandfather. There'll be a cut in there where we just have narrators say, five minutes later. Five minutes later. I already am the parody. I already am the parody. And then also, isn't it your great grandfather's nephew's roommate from college? What does that make us? Absolutely, Absolutely nothing. nothing. <laughs> Stranger danger. Okay, so while you all have fish and are doing whatever you do with the fish, I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to say they won't judge, but I'm not going to judge. We eat very sloppily. And sloppy. I am... Sorry? We eat very sloppily. <laughs> yes, the otter folk do eat very sloppily. That is something that apparently tradition has existed through the millennia for exactly how otter folk eat, which is... Those of the faint of heart or faint of stomach should look away. A seems to get into the spirit of the thing. What's the temperature like here? Um, well, it's kind of warm, but fortunately it's also very humid. Imagine, if you will, the Everglades. Gotcha. Love it here. Oh, yeah, it's great. If you don't have any circuitry. Or armor. How, I'm going to ask the, uh, the leader there, how long have you lived here? Uh, well, let's see, what time is it? About two days. Where did you come from? Oh, we came from over there a ways. Um, but the terrace came through, so um, what was less of us came over here. And before that, we were uh, a bit further north, closer to the spire. Uh, but the terrace came through there, so th that was the thing. And before that, um, well, we had this really nice place, nice lagoon with this great big shiny rock, like right in the middle of it. That was great for basking at noon. Oh, it was wonderful. Uh, yeah, a giant frog kicked us out of that one. What were the HOA fees like? The what now? They just, just shake. Never mind. So you are still being actively hunted by something? Well... Yes and no. The Tarrasque hunts anything that moves, so it's not like it's pursuing us, but nothing stops it. It's nothing personal, right? Oh, nothing's personal to the Tarrasque. Um, the giant frog thing, that feels personal, though, because that was our home for generations. Uh, what is the frog's name? We didn't name it. We were too busy running and screaming while it ate our leader. I wasn't sure if it was like a, like a spirit or something. Well... For a spirit, it's really good at eating otter folk. It also ate our cleric and three of our elders, and also the clerk. the The clerk that 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 was out of left field. We weren't expecting that one. Also, it's being we're being very generous by calling him a clerk because have you tried keeping paper in a serviceable format when you live in a lake? But he had aspirations, and we weren't going to judge. Stone wants to huddle with uh, Chatter Tex. Okay. Um, so we're supposed to come here and find this jar. Um, I don't seem to have any recollection of it. Who do they think they are running around? Right. So either they might have left it somewhere. What? You mean They're the oyster jar? Cold. A, a pops into the huddle and A has like an armful of oysters and he's just eating them while he's talking to you. <laughs> slurp, slurp. <laughs> They've hey, already buddy, been shocked. Get that? <laughs> yes, oh. the oyster jar. Oh yeah. Well, one of the nice other folks said I could have a bunch because you know they go bad after a while, and these were about to turn, but you know they still taste good to me. Were they in a jar? Could you possibly bring the jar over yeah. here? 
Oh, uh, no, they were saying they were going to go fill it back up again. They needed to get rid of the old oysters, so that's why I got these. That's fair. Next time that they, like, have it free, can you bring it over here? Um, I guess. You're the best little dude. Where did they go to go to the oysters? As a side note, I'm certain that this has nothing to do with the fact that I've just eaten two pounds of raw oysters that were about to go bad. (laughs) But I really don't feel well. Hey, little dude, give me a second. I also just rolled a, a failed constitution save. I'm just picturing Homer Simpson eating all the slices of cheese. So I just saw an eight on a medicine check from Chadrick. Nope. I used my inspiration. It's an 18. Little dude needs to feel better. Yeah. Um, so A should have quit while they were ahead eating the raw fish. Who Those among oysters us? Who almost among certainly not should not have been eaten. Who among us has not gotten a sushi binge and have felt bad about it later? Me. Well, you're missing out. Um, by definition, I'm not sure that I want to encounter this experience. The oysters were so bad that it knocked Crash off on. Yeah, for some reason I got disconnected as I was saying, that's not an experience I want. I'm glad that I missed it. See, just because he knows the truth about the sushi binging. Yes, it's a truth that I learned from others. I don't have to encounter it myself. With that said... All right, so I, I guess I can show you the jar later uh, yeah. when, when it's full of oysters again. But um, the, Did they take the, it with them when they went hunting? Well, yeah. Well, they had to put some. They had to put the oysters in something. Right. Which way did they go? Um, Down. And Stone understands that, but <laughs> I'm sure the others will need to go swimming. I mean, I get it. We're in water. They swim. By the way, this huddle is not just um, Tex, Chatterick, Stonebrook, and A. There, while you've been talking, about eight to ten Otterfolk pups have gathered around you and they're peeking in from, like, around your feet. Hey, pups, can you show me where the best oysters are? They all point off in different directions. They are Otterfolk, but they're also children. And as a teacher, I understand children. (laughs) Uh, Would I be able to make maybe a survival check or something? Uh, you can certainly make a survival check, I hope. Best, best uh, oysters would be 20. Okay, well, likely not where you are, just because so much of this is new swamp. Mm-hmm. However, if you can find spots that historically were rivers, mm-hmm. that might be an excellent location to find some freshwater oysters. That's what I was going to hope for. I- ideally, a lake. Although, yeah. apparently, there's a lake somewhere that has a giant frog monster in it. That could be a problem. Yeah, that's where I'm thinking. That's where we. <laughs> I think probably is frog monster is. Oh, so we're um we're gonna try to go after a really big frog that eats little things like us. Oh, yeah. Um, A looks over at Chadwick and says, "And this is better than hanging out on a wall because." Okay, by doing the weird stuff like this, you get to appreciate the wall hanging days so much more. Think about it. Next time that we get to have a day to just hang out the wall, you're going to be like, wow, this is so relaxing because we're not doing weird adventuring stuff. This also, this pays for more fun sunglasses. <laughs> this is where I would normally say I'll take your word for it, but I don't think I have that luxury. Also, we've been playing for about an hour. What do you say we take a short break? That was strangely in character, but sure. <laughs> 
A is looking directly at the camera when A says this, which is weird because you don't see a camera. There's just this invisible fourth wall. All right, pausing it here. Okay. Virtually no time has passed for anyone, I assure you. Uh, there, there was a spinning logo that zoomed in and zoomed out again. I don't know what's up with that. And also a guy dressed as a flying mouse. Weird. Um, with that said, um, some discussion is had where you go and without invading someone's mind, um, say, hey, you mind if we kill the giant frog creature that, you know, ate a bunch of you just in return for uh, the jar you keep the um, oysters in? And there's some follow-up discussion where once they realize you don't want the oysters in the jar, just the jar is fine, they are much more interested in agreeing. So they point you in the direction, and you're sent upriver without a paddle, because you can swim, so why would you have a paddle? I mean, I'm fairly certain that Stonebrook and A are interested in the oysters. But... A it's is the jar not interested we... in oysters anymore. <laughs> it's the jar that we need to bring back. A has decided no oysters ever again. Well, maybe just this one more time. Wait, that was a mistake. Okay, so you head up river, and if you didn't know to look for the river, you wouldn't see the river. Um, but knowing, oh, hey, there was a river here before everything flooded, and apparently it flooded because um, there was... A city that the river flowed through, but then the terrace went through the city, and so some of the larger buildings are now blocking the river, so that just filled up the whole valley. That was a problem. And I am clicking on things in Albert Rodeo, so Milo, if you can connect to Albert Rodeo, I know you're on new internet. There's the information again. Kill Mills. I appreciate that you named yourself Kill Mills in Albert Rodeo. Well, yeah, it's almost Kill Bill. We're, we're getting there. I, I got the reference. Uh, I'm going to ask that you put yourselves in whatever formation you're traveling in, but close to the center of the map. Which direction are we traveling in? Um, west in this particular case. With new art for text. Is there any way I can do uh, an investigation or a survival check or something to see if I can track down said frog? Um, frequently, but in this particular case, I am going to... Um, give me a perception check at advantage because you're actively looking for it and you are hunting for it. So you're probably on high alert. Okay, so that's a nat one. Yep. And that's a 21. Yeah. I'm very glad that I told you at advantage. advantage although yes. the one would have been hilarious. The, the one time I'm in my, uh, my environment and I'm rolling ones. <laughs> <laughs> When he's, when he's in the technological thing, you know, fighting robots, he's hitting like twenties and stuff. <laughs> this, this, this is the horrible you know thing for say. Stonebrook. They say that um, most accidents happen close to home because you're not paying attention. Yes. <laughs> but this, this is the horrible thing for Stonebrook. The entire time you're out of the wetlands, you're like, I hate all of this. I just want to go home. And mm -hmm. when you finally get back into your own environment, you realize the city changes you. <laughs> You're like, but I can't just get on the subway to get there. I gotta, I gotta walk. You don't have refrigerators. Where's your electricity? No, a current bush is not the same thing. All right. So, um, with your 21 and Chadrick's roll, which was also high enough, uh, 14. Okay. I had to look it up again. Uh, but when I first saw it, I knew it was high enough. You do see 
what appeared to be a couple of rocks sticking up out of the water, well, they blink at you and then go back under the water. I would like to wave at my new friend. Um, who are you waving at? Chunky boy. The frog monster. I think we should call him Chunky boy. <laughs> Chonks. I, I um. Chunky I'm boy. To naming it Chunky boy only because it probably got chunky by eating your family. <laughs> I kind of know. I what understand that's what like. you're saying, but it's funny. Actually, I don't know what that's like. Most of my family was exploded by present company. Anyways, um, I'm also pointing out to you where it is so that way you know where we're going to be fighting. Okay. So, for the record, you saw it here when it went underwater. But at this point... So it's, oh, my God. Yes, I tried to pick the most adorable frog image possible. Oh, my God. Chucky Boy is real. Um, roll for initiative, please. Six. Seventeen. Eighteen for me. Okay. A gets to go first. Well, I mean, I guess he is first in the alphabet. A is somewhat upset about going first. Um, but they pull out their sling, and they fling a small pebble in the general direction. It goes bloop, into the water, right between where the eyeballs were seen. Right, uh, I think I scared it off. We can we can go home now, right? No. Next up is 18. 18 is a shared initiative. Tex, is there anything you wish to do right now? Can I see the frog? You cannot. Well, you will be able to see it on this turn. Then I'm going to let the frog have its turn. Okay. It as a reminder, uh, hmm? I was going to say, as a reminder, it doesn't get advantage for attacking from out of sight against me. Oh, wonderful. Um, thank you for the reminder, because I had forgotten that. Well, it appears over here next to A in Stonebrook. It is 10 feet tall, and I didn't say it rises out of the water. It appears. It's like there, there, there were shadows here, and then it was here. It is going to attempt to do a tongue attack on A. That's a 19 to hit. That definitely hits A. Um, but good news. A can try to resist a thing with a strength saving throw. That's a 10. A 10 is not going to be enough. Um, so the tongue comes out and A goes, That tickles! <laughs> and A is currently at zero hit point. All right. Next up is Tex. Tex is... Not going to move the entire map. Tex invokes a special ability where the entire planet moves under Tex's feet. That's called the gravital, gravitational rotation of the Earth. One punch, Tex. And then uh, I'm going to put the frog in a box and then I'm going to put the... No, I'm just going to hit it with a hammer. <laughs> Cusco is my favorite Disney princess. Uh, unless you tell me a 13 hits, I'm going to spend my inspiration. A 13 does not hit. I'm also not seeing your rolls. I promise I'm rolling them. Well, I, I don't disbelieve you. I'm just concerned that I'm not seeing them. I didn't, I didn't see it either. That's weird. It is. Anyway, I, I rolled a 17. A 17 will hit. Uh, so the, the only hurdle is because I can't see them, I will have to wait to hear what you say for each roll. Um, so what do we do with the 17? Oh, I just saw a custom 20. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say now I see Okay. I, I reloaded the page, so ah, apparently okay. that helped. I'm remembering when we first started playing as a group, D D Beyond didn't exist as a thing, so people were just rolling dice in front of them and telling me what they were and that mm -hmm. was fine. 
Uh, I want to check something real quick. Meanwhile, A's feet are just sticking out of the giant frog's mouth. The toesies are not wiggling. I'm sorry I'm taking so long. It's okay. Uh, I'm going to use the distracting strike maneuver. So that's 14 damage, and the next attack against it has inspiration. It has advantage. Okay. Wait, the next attack has advantage? Yep. But the next person to go after you is the rogue. Golly. Funny how that works. Yeah, really funny. Weird. What what an amazing turn of events. It's like they've done this before. It's almost like Texas built around making rogues be more awesome. I love this. Stonebrook, you have been given a remarkable many times in a lifetime opportunity. Yes. He is going to dash in and try to slash into the frog's uh, guts. So he's going to use his uh, short sword, rather. Roll at advantage. The, uh, well, I got a 24. Yep. Roll again to see if you get a nat 20. I did not. That's a shame. We'll have to go with the 19 plus 5. But a nat 20 <laughs> would have been crit damage for your sneak attack as well. So that would have been right. fun to see. So let me roll my uh, damage. Seven. And then um, I can use sneak attack to attack again, I believe. Um, well, sneak attack doesn't mean attack again, mm, but you have yeah, attack damage that you're adding to this attack. Yeah, oh, you I'm just sorry. roll a bunch of d6s. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Your sneak attack has already hit. That's what the roll was. Gotcha. So I just roll my damage again. Um, or is it? No. Give me a second. Look up your character sheet. Sorry, I always forget yeah. this part. It's fine. I clearly have forgotten parts of it as well because I have to look it up. Uh, the, the amount of dice you get to roll depends on your level. Okay. Uh, okay, for, for you, sneak attack is at the bottom. Um, at your level, you roll initial 2d6. 10. Okay. All right. Next up is Chadrick. Chadrick? Sorry, I forgot that was my name. <laughs> I was like, oh, I hope that they respond. It's me. Somewhere on the other side of the world, Paige perks up. Turn? It's my turn. To which okay, yeah, say, I thought Paige was a Kestrel. Paige does whatever Paige wants. I mean, fair, but what we really want to know is what Chadrick's going to do. Uh, your new cool friend is currently making death saves, and a giant frog person is being stabbed and hit with a hammer. Okay, let's see. I am... A paladin, which means I get one move a turn, right? Uh, your level, probably. Okay. Well, you have an action, a bonus action, and movement. So you have each of those, but you only get one attack. Sorry, I just noticed the fact that if I choose to punch the frog, I can use a bonus action to grapple it. I can grapple the frog. So I'm looking at character sheets at the same time, and I appreciate that we both noticed at the same time we both had those thoughts go through our heads of what this would look like. No, keep in mind, it doesn't just say punch, unarmed, or improvised weapon. I don't think Tex would let me fight with him. I think if you tried to use Stonebrook as an improvised weapon, it would be the last thing you ever did. Unless you we were just starting to be friends, too. Okay, it's so first of all... It's a club that stabs you when you get hit with it. Downside is it also stabs the wielder. Okay, so can I cast... Two spells if one of them's a bonus action spell? Um, if there's a spell that's a bonus action, it doesn't count as an action, so you could cast the bonus action spell and do an attack, or how my house rules are, you could do spells for action and bonus action. There are other DMs that will say you can't, 
and they're right for their games. I feel like this is the nicest thing I could possibly do. This is, by the way, how we've ended up having two walls of fire cast in the same turn. Yeah, thanks for reminding me of how you destroyed my home twice in one one session. I beg your pardon, that was a certain dwarf. I'm trying to decide if I should heal A or if I should cast Heroism, which gives him a few HP, but also makes it so he can't be afraid. Well, he's currently being eaten by a giant frog. And I think if you heal A, he's just going to start screaming. Yeah, but I don't want him to die. What I would do is try and grapple A, maybe, and pull him out. Because if you can pull him out, I could punch him off. I could punch the frog and grapple the mouth open. You technically do not need to punch the frog in order to grapple, but you get to grapple as a bonus action if you use an improvised weapon or an unarmed strike. And is there an improvised weapon nearby? Like, can I make a whip out of a tree branch or something? Uh, I wouldn't recommend it because gathering the branch would probably end up being a full action just with the environment you're in right now. But give me a second here. I'm looking at your inventory. Um, Okay, so you don't have a lot on you. You have a a holy symbol (laughs) you could smack it with. Um, Your disguise. (laughs) You have a disguise kit. (laughs) What am I going to do? Dress up like a frog and trick it? Take it out for a good seafood dinner? We call that the Bugs Bunny technique. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. (laughs) (laughs) You could grab a torch out of the compartment that I just popped open. You could use your mess kit. (laughs) Smack it with a mess kit. The the frying pan from your mess kit. That sounds perfect. What would I roll for that? Uh, Give me a a strength roll. I'm going to be entirely honest. All of my damage dealers are the same right now. I still got a 17. It's actually higher than that because I should have told you to add your proficiency bonus to that. I don't have um, a proficiency bonus. You do. It's plus two. Oh, crap. I forgot. I'm good oh, at weapons. Hold on. No, it's an improvised weapon, so you don't get that. But it doesn't matter. A 17 is high enough either way. Even though I would argue that, by definition, a frying pan could be a simple weapon, that's not what D&D says it is. Rude. Anyways, uh, what do I roll to do damage? Um, I'm just going to say a d4. Okay. Um, and what's your strength? Zero. Strength is zero. Okay, so that's just four points of damage. But you got to do some damage and also give me a strength check. Fifteen. Okay. Um, congratulations. A has moved a little bit. It's not just their feet hanging out of the mouth. You have um, pulled them out to the waist. and they. No, no, I want to pull the a- mouth open. You're trying to pull the mouth open. Yeah, that's how I want to grapple it. That uh, way also uh, other people can aim for the teeth and tongue. Well, the modifier that I'm using is actually based off of the giant frog's sheet. And I was going to use the same number for either of these techniques. A 15 is just not high enough. It's close. You have gotten a whiff of its breath. It smells like fermented otters. Well, good thing I'm immune to disease. Yeah, truer words. <laughs> Next up is a whole lot of Sir not appearing in this film, because if all seven of the players in this campaign had shown up, this would have been this would have needed to be a tougher fight. All right, it is A's turn. A makes a death save. All right, A has attempted the death save. Next up is Initiative 18. That's Tex and the giant frog. I want to see what the frog does. Okay, the frog is going to try to bite Stonebrook. That's a 15 to hit. He hits. That Can is I dodge? 15, um. I totally forget the mechanics for dodging. 
Dodging is essentially part of your AC. Okay. So if I have a 14, he rolled a 15, he's still going to get me either way, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. There, okay, that's fine. There are mechanics that you get at higher level. Um, okay, that's that will fine. build you a giant robot. Wait, no, that's a different kind of mechanic. Um, and that's on the moon. I wish I was making that up. Actually, no, I don't. That was a really fun adventure. Um, there's mechanics that you get as a rogue higher up where you get a thing called uncanny dodge, where yeah. when someone's doing like a massive amount of damage to you, you just say uncanny dodge and you take half the damage. I got you. Okay. Yeah. So this is going to be 15 piercing. Ouch. And give me a strength check. Ugh. Ooh, 17. Okay. So it goes to bite you, and it wings you, doing 15 damage, but you are able to um, end up not being A's roommate. Okay. Meanwhile, because of what's happening, I'm going to assume Chadwick is also there, just like alongside the side of the mouth, like with his hands on the upper lip and lower lip, going, spit him out! Spit him out! And you had a briefest of moments where you thought it was working properly, but then the mouth closed again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, and do me a favor, because you, you are right there in the thick of it. So give me a strength check for this other thing that the giant frog is doing. Chadrick. No. No. All right. Well, the giant frog's second attack is it swallows. The little feetsies slide out of sight. My internet went funky. Can you repeat that? A got swallowed. Not just in the mouth anymore. I'm ready to fight. You have a frying pan at the ready. Um, and for those listening at home, the strength check was a seven. It it was not that Milo was refusing to roll. Milo was not happy with the roll. All right, so Tex, it is also your turn. Does Chadrick have the mouth open even a little bit? Not currently. I am not hearing this. Okay. Wait. I can hear you now. Okay. What did you ask? If you, if Chadrick had the mouth open at least a little bit. Yeah, at least I was trying to. Is it that I lost my strength? It Yeah, with, with a seven, I'm going to say the mouth managed to close all the way. I'm going to do something ridiculous. That has never happened in the history of any of my campaigns. I am going to jam the handle of my hammer into its mouth and then jump on it. Oh, I love this as a strategy. The question is, how do we roll for this? I would say first give me an attack roll with the hammer. This is unorthodox, but you're still proficient in hammer use. I have 14 and I don't have any inspiration to spend. Yeah, 14 is unfortunately oh, not going to do it. I am going to use precision strike. I forget what that does. Let's me add a d8 to my roll. Well, that's definitely going to do it. Because you added 6 to that and it was just under what you needed. Excellent. So you have a pre precision strike where you take the opposite of the business end of the hammer and shove it into the mouth of this giant frog like the worst toothpick. We know it's the worst toothpick because instead of going between the teeth, you're pretty sure you knocked a couple out. Good. Wait, are you saying this frog has teeth? It is the worst of frogs. I don't love this. Well, you are trying to actively kill it. Um, so... Tex, give me a strength check for jumping on the hammer. It is fairly high up, because the frog is 10 feet tall, but you're 7 feet tall. Can I do athletics? I would definitely allow that. And what are these frog gifs that some of you are finding? Okay. I have got to start. That was a 16 until it hit the edge of the screen. 
Physics-based dice, even when virtual, continue to annoy us. The best part is when they spin for a while before landing on a number you didn't want. Uh, so Anyone got inspiration they want to lend me? Well, with that silence, I'm going nope. to say... <laughs> yeah. With, with a 12, you are hanging from the hammer. You still have control of the hammer. Um, you levered it a bit so that you could see inside the mouth to the horror show beyond. But even Stonebrook would not be able to go through the opening you have made. Not sure Stonebrook would want to, but that's not an option. I haven't broken its jaw like I was intending to do. Unfortunately, no. A couple of its teeth. Oh, roll me damage with a hammer. Oh, okay. Because I forgot that part. Uh, 13. Okay. Well, shoving a hammer into a frog monster's mouth is still going to do damage whether or not you manage to pry it open. It's bloodied now. Stonebrook, it is now your turn. He will leap towards its face and attempt to bury the short sword in one of its eyes. Okay. And I have inspiration. Does that mean I can re-roll? Uh, yes. Well, but, no, hold on. No, oh, sorry. Oh. Because, well, the answer to the question is yes, but the question I have is, is it actively engaged with somebody else right now? So, so you get advantage on the roll. Okay. So you don't need to spend your inspiration to roll again. Okay. Unless this row is also bad. Okay, so I should roll again then? Roll again, but you're not spending your inspiration to do this. 23. With a 23, roll that beautiful bean footage and your sneak attack damage. Uh, Six, or excuse me, nine for that. And an additional two. Okay. Oof. That was 2d6? Yes. Yep, one plus one. Ouch. (laughs) And now we're going to make a deal with the frog so that it can see out of one of Stonebrook's eyes. No. No, because you knocked out a couple of his teeth. So you're going to make a deal with the frog to give it a couple dentures. And no. Oh, and then I can use my teeth to chew. Okay, yeah. Well, you're a robot, so. Yeah, I mean, it's not a good deal. <laughs> no, there's very little about this that's good. A would agree. Some if people a get metal implants. Death. Some people get human implants or frog, whatever. Organic. Anyway, just organic straight from the source. Actually, I'm going to move Chadwick's icon because with what Milo said Chadwick was doing the last time around, I'm pretty sure Chadwick is here. Yeah, I was looking at my character sheet, forgot to move me. It's fine. It also covers up the missing eye, too. (laughs) Even with (laughs) the map, we've pretty much been doing theater of the mind for this, which is okay. Chadwick, it is your turn. The frog monster is bloodied. Your friend is in its gullet. What would you like to do? I would like to cast Thunderous Smite. Okay. Um, that So when you cast Thunderous Smite, it doesn't do anything until you attack and hit. So that is correct. Um, first of all, I just made something, my, my whip, because I fight with a whip, made a sound that is like 300 feet of noise. And then when I hit them, I give an extra 2d6 of damage, the thunder damage. Okay. But make your roll to hit with the whip first. 21. Okay, you whip it good. Roll all your damage. Okay, that's three whip damage. Plus eight thunderous plus smite eight. damage. Yes. I have a feeling the thunder damage, you know, it's a frog. A bunch of people with conical hats give you a thumbs up and then disappear into the swamp. I'm sorry, what? Devo reference. Okay, gotcha. I whipped it good, I understand. <laughs> yeah, I'm old. Crash, you've had... You've had so many weird things in your campaign that I don't know what's a bit and what isn't. 
And I appreciate that you're responsible for a significant number of them. Agreed. <laughs> the so I just that assumed that there are now clown people living in swamps. <laughs> I didn't know. The, the strangest thing to happen in all of my campaigns that is most overreaching is par- partially Ellie's fault, though. Oh, hey, the moon's gone. <laughs> the moon is not currently gone. It came back. It disappeared again for a little while, but it's back now. It's green. It's okay. You'll get used to the green. Question. If somebody was born during the time that the moon was gone, does that mean that they weren't born under a moon sign? Like, how does that work? Moon signs aren't real. So Yes, I yes. know, but you know there's someone who's obsessed with them. What are they under? So, the people of Circulus have a wide variety of intelligences and wisdom scores. So I'm not going to say that none of them believe in moon signs. I'm sure there's a few who do. And the question of, so what sign are they under? I am certain keeps them up at night, especially the ones who had children during that time. I just feel it's a good question. Oh, it's a very good question for those particular situations. And did um, they have to add cobalt to the astrology circle after they figured out the cobalt took over the moon? Like, how does this work? I have no idea. I'm not going to develop um, that particular scenario right now. It might keep me up at night, and I'll figure it out later. But right now, um, it is A's turn. <laughs> and I'll thank you if it does keep me up late, and I'm too tired to do grocery shopping. Um, so A has attempted another death save. It is the giant frog's turn. Um, I swear to God, if you kill A... I won't. The giant frog might. So currently, there's there's a hammer in the frog's mouth, and a seven-foot-tall robot is hanging off of it. There is a paladin and a otter folk on top of the giant frog as well. One of them is whipping it with thunder, and the other is stabbing it a lot with a sword. This is not the frog's best day. It is going to do a thing, and I need to make sure I do this correctly. So, Stonebrook and Chadrick, I'm not going to... No, no. I see you moving your character sheet. Well, your character, but don't. It's suddenly not underneath you anymore. So, you both go splash into the water. Rude. It, it reappears right where I put it. So, it it's within striking distance of Stonebrook. And it is going to use a tongue attack, a tongue attack against Stonebrook. That is a nat 20. Ouch. Yes. Um, I always roll crits publicly. That's going to be... 6d6 damage. So that's 24 points of... Oh, that's necrotic damage. That's what the tongue does. And I would say you need to make a saving throw, but you don't have 24 hit points remaining. Do not. Okay. I'm dead. Well, no, now... Well, not yet. (laughs) Now you and A get to be in the death save club. And we, we also now have tiny little... Otterfolk feet and uh, an adorable little otterfolk tail sticking out of the frog's mouth. Spread the frog poop across the swamp so I can be with my people. If I bless the swamp water, will it hurt the um the thing, the frog? Probably not the way you want it to. What if I bless the frog itself because it's made of water? But so are you. Actually, no, you're probably made of beer. And I am blessed. I will not laugh. I'm one with the forces with me. Tex, it's your turn. What do you want to do? Pre-blast beer. I'm like the Chick-fil-A. Why does the communion wine have bubbles in it? Sparkling. Anyway, Tex, what would you like to do? Do I have my hammer? Yes. And I'm back in the water. 
Yes. And we can see Stonebroke's feet. Yes. I'm going to say, Chad, get your healing on and hold my action. Uh, I mean, I was gonna. Are you using an ability to give Chadrick a turn? No. I'm, I'm just holding my action. Okay. My assumption is that Stonebroke is going to make a death save, and then Chad's going to be up. Uh, that is, in theory, what's going to happen. So, Stonebrook, go ahead and make a death save. I'm just clicking the box. Um, okay. It should be a D10 roll. Oh, sorry. Okay. It should be a D20 roll, and if it's higher than 10, yeah, there, it's a save. Gotcha. There, there should be a button where your hit points used to be. Yeah. And do I just click in there? Um, you click in there to say if you succeed or not, but hold on. Yeah. They, every now and then they do updates. Yeah, because that's just yeah. where I record if, you know, I, my failures or whatever. So I'm just going to roll a d20. Yeah. Okay. Just keep it simple. Ooh, I got a Ooh, one. That's a crit fail. That's two fails. <laughs> if it was a nat 20, you'd be up with one hit point. Yes, I would be. <laughs> you, you would be conscious enough to regret all of your life choices up until now. So I was gonna heal A, but I feel like I should now heal you. <laughs> you can't see A, so you actually cannot heal A. Uh, rude. Might be a lost cause. <laughs> Chadrick. Um, but anyways, um, I guess I'll give, um, you know, Otter Dude all 20 of my hit points I can lay on someone. Okay, you're gonna have to run forward and slap Stonebrook's foot or tail. Yes. I'm laying on hands while like scratching like the like leg right where like this the kicking spot is. Stonebrook is unconscious. I know he won't be soon. I don't think Stonebrook is going to be really worried about someone scratching his leg. More about the giant frog monster trying to eat him. I am taking what joy I can out of the situation. Okay, I give him twenty HP. Okay, Stonebrook, heal yourself for twenty hit points. Yay! Thank you. You're welcome. When Chadrick's turn is done, I'm taking my action. Okay. And by the way, um, Tom, if you click where it says failure success, you do have an option for healing. Uh, there we go. Okay. The interface is confusing. Yeah, I, I figured it out. Thank you. All right, Tex. I click the little right box to turn it red. Oh, no. And I say, Stonebrook, hit him. Um, let me check something. I yell, Stonebrook, hit him. <laughs> Y'all had time to make up, like, team attacks? No fair. So, here's the thing. Technically, Stonebrook is restrained. I'm pretty sure you could use those claws inside of that monster's mouth. Restrained doesn't let you take an act. I'm sure oh, flailing really? counts, right? Oh, wait. No, hold on. Let me, I'm... There's multiple um, labels for things that you can be, and I'm looking over restrained right now to make sure I'm not just making things up. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage, so that's not good. And the creature's attack rolls have disadvantage, so you can attack, just not very well. So, Stonebrook, would you like to roll disadvantage with your short sword? Yes, sorry, I was uh, muted. Okay, so nine. Um, okay, a nine. I, I do have inspiration. You still have your inspiration to spend, so yes. I do, so. So, am I still rolling at disadvantage? Unfortunately, I would, I would say yes, it would make sense. Because you are... Actually, no, hold on. I would say using inspiration, because inspiration gives you advantage, essentially gives you advantage on the roll, I would just say use the higher or 
use the yeah that's what i was saying no wait let me take a look at this and okay. taking a look at what i see use the 13 instead of the four not high enough okay okay <laughs> that would have been hilarious yeah but okay. because technically speaking you would have also been able to do your sneak attack damage because it's actively engaged with other people at the same time <laughs> sneak attack and damage. you would have added the d8 to your damage yeah, he wouldn't no one expected, which is why I was attacked from inside the their house. own mouth. Stonebrook was really hoping Captain Crunch. Yeah, I was really hoping you were going to let him use that thirteen instead of the four. I'm, I'm gonna. He can use the thirteen, but the okay. thirteen isn't high enough. Thirteen isn't high enough. Yeah, thirteen, thirteen plus five isn't good enough. Oh wait, pl- th- that's before yeah. the bonus. Yeah, that's before the bonus. Yeah. Well, then guess what. That hits. This imaginary scenario is a real imaginary scenario. The attack is coming from inside the house. We've traced the stab wound. It's coming from inside the mouth. Plus plus 2d6, plus 1d8. 10. So, uh, 14 damage. I need to share something with you. Stonebrook, how do you want to do this? Uh, He is slicing through its tongue um, and then... Uh, with the with the uh, the sneak attack, wants the uh, sword to just stick out of its like meat. They see the sword come out of its mouth, tear through its head. You unzip its head like a zipper. <laughs> Delicious. The skull is, by the way, totally unsalvageable for use as a hat. <laughs> Let's be keep it as a house. <laughs> I want a return. He's gonna just like pull himself out all covered in guts and you know whatever like let's not do that again by the way you can see a's feet sticking out of the throat behind you he's good if he's able to reach down and and pull a out he's going to there is a horrible sound a a squeaky sound as you pull a out a is covered in saliva and stomach juices and blood i would like to assist with my whip yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's going to help A. No, no, I mean, like, you know, for Stonebridge to, like, get back out. Oh, okay, yeah, he'll, yeah. he'll take... If, he'll if take you want to do it that way, that's fine. It's We're out of combat, so you can do this however you want. A is still currently unconscious. He'll, he'll, he'll grab out to the whip and help, like, get pulled out, basically, and, like, drag A behind him. Do I count the whip being used as an attack and therefore two failed death saves? No, I'm not <laughs> going to do that. And A is going to roll a third death save. A has rolled a third death save. Can I cast Bless on him so we can add a D4 to that? Um, you could, but do you have any healing spells? I used up most of mine to um, heal um, Otter Dude, Wait, uh, but I can't... healing spells at all? I can cast Heroism that gives him 3 HP. Oh my gosh, you have no Temporary healing spells. Points. The only healing you have is Lay on Hands. <laughs> yeah. I decided instead to have the party spell. I'm not upset at all. This is so true to your character. I am blessed. Is- ceremony, compelled duel, heroism, sanctuary, sleep, and spite. You are the most suboptimal paladin I have ever had the privilege of having in one of my campaigns. I refuse to learn how to do this correctly. I'm having too much fun. I have had middle schoolers make more optimized characters than this, and this is glorious. Thank you. I'm going to pick A up, throw him over my shoulder, and request a teleport out. Do we have to bring something back as proof that we killed this thing? Um, well, there's half of a skull right there. 
Yeah. There's the tongue. Okay. I'll pick up the skull. Yeah. It still has a lot of the head stuck to it, but... I just went through my character sheet again to see if I have literally anything, and I just saw, like, what once again that I wrote down for my faith party rock anthem. Your faith, your faith, your religion is the party rock anthem, the song. <laughs> not the people who sing the song, not people who ascribe to that song, not a deity who gave this song down from on high. The actual song. <laughs> Listeners at home, please cherish this moment as the explanation for why every now and then I have to out-chaos Milo, just to prove that I can. I'm proving it to myself, mind you, but just to prove that I can. So yeah, I feel like that that alone explains why I'm the world's worst paladin. I kind of went for that idea when I created the character that he was going to be the world's worst paladin. The more I hate this, the more I love it. It's a really weird situation. Okay, well, you hike back to... Hike is the wrong word. I'm pretty sure at some point you end up using the half a skull as a boat and paddle your way back. Uh, uh, Crash, I want to make sure you heard me earlier. Oh, yeah, you, you took A out of danger and got A where someone could do some healing. Right. Yeah. You and then I'll, we can go, I'll is teleport. Is there a cleric in the house? Right, exactly. And then I'll teleport back once A is stabilized. Yeah. This is not canonical, by the way, but in my head canon, which is not canon, even though I'm the DM, Tex pops through the, the door from the portal room with an injured A making death saves, says, is there a cleric in the house? And someone raises their hand and says, I'm a necromancer. Your plan B. I also want it known that I have, I decided to have it so in A's brain it has staying alive going. I don't know if A's going to thank you for that. I don't really care. This is how I'm coping. That's fine. So you take the skull back. There is much rejoicing. They now believe that they can all go home. They give you the jar after they empty all the oysters into a basket, which they had to make on the spot because they honestly didn't think you were going to come back alive. They don't tell you that, but it's kind of obvious. Uh, there is much rejoicing. And at this point, everyone who wants to go home to the flag headquarters may. Sunbrook wants to stay. Is A doing well? A has been fully healed. A, A's max hit points is five. So I would like they to didn't need a, a high-level adventurer to heal. Against a wall. A tries to lean against a, a, a tree in the wall. swamp, but all the trees are rotting and dying because they weren't designed for... They didn't evolve for swamps. So A leans up against a tree and it falls over. I'm okay! Yeah, so I, I tell A that um, for... Being a good sport about today's adventure, I'll take him out for some dinner, and we'll eat against a wall outside of the restaurant. That would be great. Um, could we go someplace that doesn't serve frogs? 100%. Wonderful. Um, a seafood raw bar. So, Stonebrook? Mm-hmm. You're staying, right? Yes. These are my people. This is what I've been wanting to find. I... Really know that feeling. I am pretty sure there's one more member of my clan that's still out there. The rest are all dead. I will never see them again. The other kobolds all hate me. So they're not really my people anymore. So I'm kind of jealous. Good luck. And um, if you could do me a small favor, don't wear any more kobold skulls as hats. I I I'd consider that a deep personal favor if you didn't do that. What was that? I, he says, I promise. Thanks. Um, and A looks over 
at Chadrick and Tex and just says, can we go now? Sure thing, little buddy. Stone goes over and gives uh, Tex a big hug. Gives uh, Chadrick a big hug. Yes. You know, if you come back with us, you can just return any time. Pray I'll die before I get back. This might be my only chance. Well, if you want to know how to walk some dogs, you know where to find me. You've always got the flagstone if you need us. And, um, watch out for the Tarrasque. Um, yes, please don't get eaten. Yeah, a few kobolds went up against it a while back, and uh, they had to run away. And he kind of just wipes away a little tear. Says, good luck to you. We'd be sure to visit, but I'm not sure we know where the lagoon is. Oh, Mo knows. Oh, all right. He seems like a good dude. I'm sure we can ask him. Was, was that another joke? <laughs> no, I think he's really cool. Oh, okay. okay. I'm really not good at telling. We'll work on it. The other day, someone told me they were feeling fine when I asked how they were doing, and it turned out they were lying. They weren't fine at all. There was a whole bunch of problems. Oh, that's a social situation. I'll explain that one later. But first, let's get you some dinner. You deserve it. Um, if you're okay. sure, Stonebrook. I am. Very well. Three to transport, flag command, bring us home. Just Why do they keep calling us that? Sorry, what was that? He's just going to wave as they go. Okay. Um, the teleportation, for some reason, lags out a little bit, so there's a shimmering effect as you slowly disappear. It's not supposed to do bum, that. There's clearly bum, something bum, broken. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Suddenly, Paramount's lawyers descend from on high. Yeah. <laughs> I make sure to flip down mine and A's uh, shades so we look cool. A's shades are currently broken in three places. I will fix them. A tried to hold them together with some um, slime that they found, but it turned out to, um, as soon as it dried, it was no longer sticky. All right, well, that's where we're going to end it for tonight. Thank you, everyone, for playing. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Tonight, I was joined by three awesome people, Ellie, Milo, and Tom. Does anyone want to plug a thing? I have, uh, I have a couple books I've written. Um, I have two Vampire the Masquerade games I run right now. Um, my YouTube channel is Restless Barbarian Gaming, and I have a new children's book coming out later this year, which I'll give you the details when it's ready to come out. Huzzah! Do not confuse Tom's books for adults with Tom's books for children. No, very different. <laughs> um, I run a social media called elek.xyz. That's E-L-E-K-K dot X-Y-Z. Um, it's um, unfederated social media, and we are mainly a bunch of nerds who talk about video games. And if you want to partner with Alec, send him an email. What? That, that was hilarious news, and I appreciate that. The, the, the best thing about that was... Poor Alec is becoming a battle cry now. Or I'm going to make it one. One or the other. Oh, also we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gaming. Help us keep the lights on, along with other illustrious patrons, including Ellie, Eric, Mickey, Shenshen, Walter, and patron emeritus, Cindy. So until next time, this is Crash saying, Oh, Ribbit. wonderful. What was that? Ribbit. <laughs> Party Rock is in the house tonight. Tastes like chicken. You know what? Those are all better than what I had. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.